From Destroy the Hairdresser, I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached. Open it up. Open it up. Yeah, ready? Okay. I don't know how it goes. It's like. <laughs> Welcome to Bleached by Destroy the Hairdresser with Sid and Caleb. And, and yourself, Brian. Brian James. That's me. <laughs> that was the best introduction I think we've ever had. Oh. No one introduces us. Is this right? Looks between right. Three people? Yes, I have it turned right. There's a microphone in between three people. I little, just little did triangle. it. For two people, so I'm cut out. <laughs> So you just got into New York. I did, yes, today. And you're here visiting, you're here shooting New York skyscrapers. Yes, just (laughs) just skyscrapers. I'm going to hit all the tourist spots. (laughs) Uh, What are you here doing? Why are you here? I'm here because I have friends here. Yeah. Like the two of you. Mm -hmm. Other fellow creators. Which thank you for finally coming to visit us. We won't be here for years. I know, it's about time. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm photographing some agency models while I'm here. And making good connections. Got a, a couple of coffee dates lined up with like uh, date dates. Now, like no one ladies. is a producer from a, producer from MTV. So I shot some stuff on that recent show they just had coming. So. What was it? MTV like Siesta Keys. Siesta Keys. He shot for Siesta Keys. Ooh, yeah. Don't do not throw me into that mix with that. That's the Ask Gary people. Yeah, one hundred Ask Gary. Yeah, he put that show together and. Because his son is rich, and he's like, my son is cool. I want him to have a show, so I'm going to pay to produce a pilot. The and MTV picked it up. Moved to Florida, but then I remember I'm from Florida. You are, yeah. Nothing. But seeing the production, <laughs> seeing the production was pretty amazing. So on a show like that, that's cool. I mean, so you see something like that. Just imagine when you're watching a show that there's 40 people behind what you're looking at, right? All wearing like all black, all with microphones and headphones. Yelling at each other. Playing Candy Crush on your phone. Zoom in. Zoom in on Garrett right now. Right now. Look at him. He looks sad. He looks sad. That's drama. So it's all about that. <laughs> he looks sad. He's not sad enough. Make him sad. I gotta sell the drama. Make him sad. So yeah. Um, there's that. Um, and then hopefully to do a photo shoot with you two. Because that's what we talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go way, way back. Oh no. <laughs> First off, um, let's, let's talk about how we know each other. Oh, the wild met? world of Aveda. We did. <laughs> yeah. We met back at the Aveda Institute in St. Petersburg. Uh, Brian was our photographer for our students when they did their like end of the school year photo shoot. And you also worked there. Yeah, that was my last part time. That was my there. last part time job. Yeah, before and I was then you, you left. I think you, you left right before we ended up going to the school in Clearwater. And you were just like, guys, I made it on my own. I'm leaving. I'm, I, you had just opened your studio, and we were just like so bummed out. Like we were, yeah, like a team, and you left us. No, <laughs> we were brainwashed and part of the cult. It was part of it. We, we also had, speaking of the MTV show, we we also had headpieces on, and we would talk to each other and talk. Yeah. Oh, at Aveda, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember headpieces. One of my funniest things is being downstairs, and I remember Jody one time. She was by herself <laughs> up there. Like, Jody, what's going on? These people are running behind. She goes, "The ship is going down." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ship is sinking. Yeah. Over the headpiece, and then I'm looking at these people who are looking at me for answers. 
and that's what I get in my ear. <laughs> It'll just be a few more minutes. Oh my god! The day earpiece, and you know we're talking to clients, but I can hear Caleb in my ear, and I'm trying so hard not to laugh because they were inappropriate jokes, or someone would start talking in an accent and stuff like that. My it favorite really thing me to be cool under pressure. Well, my favorite thing was that sometimes the microphone wasn't in an earpiece and it was just out loud. <laughs> And they'd be like, that bitch over the... And they're like, guys, my microphone's like, on. Whoa! Hot mic, hot mic. But that was a fun... Like, when I look back at it, like, that was a fun time that we had. It was. But I would never relive it. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's growing. It's something you have it's to so go much. through. Yes. You know? And you are... To appreciate where you are now. Like, I feel like the people that leave Scientology have the same experience that we had when we all left. <laughs> Did they have as much Except fun? Oh, maybe not so. as much not fun. Not as much laughter. I don't think But so. there's an escapism that when you, <laughs> when you leave, you're like, I'm out. <laughs> and yeah. you actually shot our very first Naha shoot. I did. It was so great. Which was That's critiqued still... to the point of nothingness yeah, by other people. Exist. But it was a wonderful Not your shoot. work. Our work. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> that is a big deal. You have to put everything into that and but just you guys starting and doing your first one, yeah. that is so huge. And that's where yeah. you start the ball rolling. That's like the beginning yep. of like destroy the, the hairdresser stuff. It was. Coming together. And we're doing this thing together. Mm-hmm. And just putting that work out and actually doing a photo shoot, putting the work out there, letting people look at it, critique it, is so hard. And that's something that people don't do. They're afraid awesome. to do it. We were still the trichology project. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we sitting we in your so studio. Cool. Yeah, we thought we were so cool. Because we're cool and are cool. <laughs> I remember sitting in your studio and you were like, well, what do you want to accomplish? And I remember us being like, Brian, we want to start a revolution. Like, <laughs> And you were like, okay. Uh, that's good. It's a good idea. Elaborate, <laughs> And <laughs> since then, I wouldn't say it's a revolution. It's but a small revolution. We've definitely made our, we've definitely dug our path. Yeah, we've definitely made a little dent in the world with what we do. <laughs> but um, but no, we're happy to have you here. You're our first thank photographer you. on the podcast. First oh, photographer on the podcast. I feel honored. What thank do you, you feel... Tell us more about the relationship between hairdressers and photographers. Oh, it's huge. Like, you're obviously photographers have to have relationships with everyone. Yeah. But, like, what is that What is that like? We know what it's like to not have the right photographer. We know what it's like to not... It's frustrating. Yeah. So what's it like for you on your end? Kind of the same thing. It would be frustrating. But you find those people that you know are very talented and that can produce great work consistently. That's the biggest thing. You find somebody that you enjoy working with and that can produce consistently. Like that's somebody gets hired over and over and over. So of all the people that I've met like in my area, like I work with a good handful of people over and over. Right. Because they're consistent and they're great doesn't mean that other people aren't consistent and also very talented, but it's the big important fact that I like people that are on set that are also fun mm-hmm. right. and bring positive vibes. Because there are some very talented <laughs> people out there, models, uh, wardrobe stylists, that are super talented, but they're creating a vibe that I don't enjoy. I won't work with them again. So, so what, if people are trying to, I think this is a really good question too, I think hairdressers that are trying to break into doing like editorial work and mm-hmm. things like that, I don't think a lot of them know how to build relationships with photographers. Do they just reach out? Do they just, totally. what do you, like when you get, when you have someone reach out to you, are you just get, looking for a hey? Are you looking for a plan? Like, are, are you, you looking, looking for a new? No, it doesn't even are you looking be for a, a plan. Nudie? Like just somebody that says, hey, I love your work. I would love to do hair for one of your photo shoots. Start the compliments. Yes. That's always good. That's it always is. good. Instead of like, hey, 
you should hire me. No, I would like to bring some value to you. So if you offer somebody value, that's a huge thing. Because a lot of times I'm going to pay somebody that I know to do it. But if somebody wants to say, hey, I'll come in and do this for you and show you what I can do, of course I'll, I'll, I'll take up on an opportunity like yeah. that. I'll put, I'll put a test shoot together and see how we work together. And is it up to the photographer? I actually have this question because I, I get confused. Is it up to the photographer when you're doing test shooting or you're doing any type of shooting? You're in charge of a lot more than just shooting, right? Like, are you in you're charge? The director, are you in charge of getting talent and doing all those things as well? It, it depends. Depends who the client is. Okay. But a lot of times, yes. A okay. lot of times, it's on me. A lot of times, we're like, all right, we have this idea and go. Are you comfortable when people, like, if a hairdresser or a, style, a wardrobe stylist, if somebody will come to you and say, "These are the models I want to shoot," are you comfortable usually with that? Or are you are you more apt to want to be involved in that aspect? Well, at this it? stage of my career, I if I'm not happy with the talent, I will tell them that. You, have, you have to be able to do that. So you have to be able to say, and this goes for anybody in any position in this field, you have to be able to speak up when you can. Right. Say, hey, from my experience, I would, I would, I would like to see this go this way. You know, somebody would be like, no, I can't, we can't do that. We have to use these models. But I would recommend, you know, what what I feel. So I always like to have a hand in the casting because that's a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also to see who they have casted if I've worked. Or if I've seen their work, if I know how they work, depending on the, the styling that we're going for, the mood we're going for, because every model brings a different face and a different attitude. So it all comes down to like a little bit of pre-planning and knowing the look you're going for, instead of like, hey, these are the models, and now we're going to build the stuff. you kind of got to build your idea and your storyboard, and then book models that fit the story. Absolutely. From watching like all of your work that you post, just from online, your website and stuff, it's changed tremendously from when oh we God, met you. Yeah. It should. It and what... Where, where are you right now? Like, what's your style right now? What are you into right now? Um, still fashion, obviously, but high fashion and uh, fashion with attitude. So mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Something that's uh, – I don't shoot commercial lifestyle stuff. I mean, I, I do those jobs, but I don't show a lot of that work. So the biggest right. thing is showing the work people want to be hired to do. And I just like – I like mood and I like attitude. And I think the fashion industry as a whole likes that as well. So vibes well with my work I mean you'll see you'll see all these campaigns that these big brands shoot these girls are decked out in some of the just best clothes but then their face is like not great just like I'm pissed (laughs) oh that (laughs) life sucks it looks killer it's kind of this attitude that they sell and that's something that I've always always like this juxtaposition you know of that fancy I've made it but but it's also relatable people can relate to that too Kevin Ryan once told me um, that the secret to beautiful hair was a beautiful girl. And I was, it, it's, I hate it, mm-hmm. but it's true. Mm-hmm. And it's the secret to anything. It's secret to, it's a beautiful outfit, beautiful hair, beautiful makeup. It's all depends on the person that's even, wearing it, which is your attitude. Like, like what you think is beautiful, just like no, it's just if they feel. Wear, like owning it. Yeah, like, like bringing out the essence of beauty in themselves. Because I've worked with stylists that are models that are so experienced and then compared to someone that's very new and green like it's just not it's just not workable when they're you can tell that they're not feeling comfortable and confident in their clothes and all of a sudden you put one outfit on they change completely so now all the pictures look different because they went from being insecure to like confident and you're just like this isn't a story anymore it's this little girl who needs more experience right and sometimes that confidence especially in a photograph is all in the eyes and it's a nice. simple thing. This is something I tell a lot of models, especially if they're newer, and I can see I'm looking at them, and they look deer in the headlights look. I just tell them to squint. And if they squint just a little bit, it 
just changes that whole attitude. And I'll do it to them. And they're like, okay, you look like a badass now. They're you have like, such a like way that. of talking to the people you're shooting, especially when we were working together a lot in the institutes. You were working with people that grabbed their friends as models. These girls yeah. were not models. But not just were, friends, also moms. Yeah, moms. Oh, you worked like, a lot of moms. Yeah. And they, a lot of mom were work. able to like get, I mean, not all of them, but you were, <laughs> Some of them was just like hopeless, but <laughs> oh no, no, you still have to do them. You were you, you were able to get them out of their shell, and you were so great. And some of your tips and tricks, like we still use today, like great. like even like like pushing your neck forward or like those things, like we learn from you mm-hmm. that will will help at a shoot too. Like, and then they'll be like, oh, or like we do them in our selfies or or things like that. Like it's, it's awesome. That's something I, I pride myself on is trying to make people comfortable in front of the camera. A lot of times you're sometimes you're meeting these people for the first time, you know, or you've had brief conversations, and then they're in the studio or you're on set, and they're working with you. And so I pride myself on that a lot. I'm able to make people comfortable. I don't know if that's just my personality or the way that I just vibe with people, but and it's an asset. I think I it's really a no have. ego thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm humble. humble. Yeah, yeah, and I like that, and I I, I hope I can continue that. I I, I, I think that's just what I. So some photographers, once they make it, they get this attitude. And they're not good at that. You want to be somebody, but again, like going back to being things, fun. Like, you know, I've some big campaigns. New, yeah. New, New York has really shown me, and I think you too, like someone can be very good at their job and they're the worst human. Absolutely. And you're like, even though they're great, I don't ever care and if I see them again. they're horrible, but they're uh-huh. so great and they get all the jobs just because they're so wonderful. Yep, that's well, true. If their work is that good, and it's, again, that's consistency, but if it rubs you the wrong way, you don't want to work with them again. Exactly. And yeah. I've had plenty of fantastic models that are in a lot of campaigns that you guys see that I've shot, and then I've never booked them again. Yeah. Because I did not like having them it's in my studio. I don't like the way that they treat my hair, makeup artists, the wardrobe stylists. You just have this attitude like you're the shit. We're all working together as a team. That's the biggest thing. Like we're all a team. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna act like you're the queen bee of the team. We have it, that on shoot. It's that hard. We get together here. It makes it hard. You all need to be on the same page, and that's it's super important. So I want to just quickly give people while they're listening an opportunity to follow you on Instagram. So can you okay. tell them what your Instagram is? It's easy. Brian James Photo. Brian James Photo. It's Brian with an I. Brian does right? the best <laughs> Instagram stories. Like. You can tap. Like, no, Snapchat stories. Oh. Yeah, I post more of my Snapchat I know, stories. It's more same thing, Brian James Photo? It's, yeah, Brian James Photo. Brian James Photo on Twitter. It's all the same. That don't <laughs> do what you do on your stories and your Snapchats. Like, you, every picture is so thought out, even if you're just walking up the street. Like, like I have screenshots on and they're like, this is a good Brian, Brian, was, Brian was showing us pictures of our neighborhood. And I'm like, um, when we first came in. And, he, and I'm like, you just did like a 360 turn and all these photos like you traveled around Brooklyn for hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every turn is a different photo and it's like beautifully yeah. done. Like, God. Ridiculous. Can you just photograph me in my house? Yeah. And like, okay, just like, <laughs> at, like just tremendous. We Instagram pictures. Like, <laughs> I can help you with that. I can help you. So a lot of people listening here are in areas that, uh, a lot of people listening to our podcast are in areas that they don't have photography friends or they don't have like maybe they just don't have the area to reach out to certain people, um, but they are taking photos on their phone of their work. Um, they're taking photos of their clients. They're trying to do their own photo shoots the best they can. What are some like if you had to give like three nice little tips and tricks for people at home using their phones that don't have access to someone like you? Like what would be some of those things? Because I like like Sid said, you've taught us so many little 
things along the way that we just sure. use naturally? Um, so the first thing I would say, I mean, it's not about the camera. First of all, it's not about the camera. Everybody would look at a camera a photographer has and be like, Ooh, if I had this camera, right. I could make pictures like that. But it's not about that. It comes down to the direction. And the biggest thing is the story. So what kind of story you're trying to tell? And that's step one, even with your phone. So what kind of story are you trying to tell? What are you trying to tell with this photo of, say, a client of yours? You know, What's the story there? Where do you want to place her? A lot of times people are just like, oh, I did this nice hair. Here is a before and here is an after. <laughs> and it's just the same shot. And so give us an example of like a story. If you were to take three steps and walk to the front of the store or maybe just by the door, you know, instead of just them sitting in your chair, just something that could tell a little bit more about this person. Maybe you see their outfit. Um, you know, it's just something that says a little bit more. Maybe you see the area. So you're talking about people that are in different towns. Like you mentioned maybe somebody is in Idaho or Montana and they don't have access to, you know, a lot of talent. But that's where you are. You're telling that story of who you are in your town. And there's so many interesting people in every town. Find interesting people and photograph them. That's, that's you know? perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So telling the story is important. What are, what are two other things? Telling story, lighting, of course, is everything. So. And how do you get that lighting? I love how you said to the front of the door. Like, that is so huge. Like, especially, I do color. So I color is huge to me. I can't just take it. If I take it in the chair versus in natural light, it's yeah. going to be completely different. So, completely like, different. moving things, like, and where we do hair at, we have this huge open storefront where mm -hmm. natural light just pours in. And, like, right up front by that front door is the best place for it. Or outside. Just yeah. Outside. And it's so simple. Like, okay, if you're in a photography studio, we're talking about, okay, so tip two is lighting. If you're in a photography studio, you see these photographers have big umbrellas, and they have a giant softbox. Ooh, look at that cool light. What they're mimicking is that nice, diffused window light. So if you could get a client of yours, somebody you've done hair with, or just even a photo of yourself near a big source of light coming in, it's beautiful light. That's not necessarily a story you want to tell. Sometimes you want to show edgy stuff, so then it's a hard light. You want a spotlight, a street light, something like that. But the biggest key is having one source of light. So normally in every room that you're in, you've got lights from above, you've got lights coming from outside. There are two completely different colors of light. When it comes to hairstylists, the biggest thing you also want to show is the color of the hair. Now, if you're sitting in your in your salon, maybe you have fluorescence overhead, which are like a very greenish, almost purpley. They're shifts. They're shift. They're it's yes. And then a and then the daylight will look almost blue. So you mix these two lights together, and your color will not look accurate. I hate. So a simple thing color. you can do is if you just shut. One of those light sources off. Obviously, you can't always shut off the sun. Yeah. Interesting. But if you turned turn off the, the lights light. and got near a window, you're using one source of light. The camera will recognize this is the color of the light, and your colors will be accurate. That's great. Yeah. One source of light. One source of light. What I've noticed about the beauty rings or the O rings or the ring lights mm -hmm. is they cast shadows, mm -hmm. and like I hate it, I hate it too. So, but that's only, but that's also one source of light, but it's, is it just because it's too direct? It washes my colors out. It's all about, you say direct, that's the biggest thing about lighting. It's the quality of light and then the direction of light. So that's it's right. recognizing where your light is coming from. The biggest example I can give is when people try to make pictures of people in Florida all the time <laughs> with the sunset in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody standing here facing the camera. 
and they're just black. And the light <laughs> is behind them, and they want the person to be lit and the sunset <laughs> to be a beautiful sunset. The only way you can do that is if I implemented a strobe with a battery pack to like act as powerful as the sun to fill it in. Otherwise, if you took that nice, beautiful sunset light, you just turned your subject and use that pretty light and maybe shot the sand dunes in the background. It's gorgeous. Building, that light is beautiful. So the biggest thing then is the direction of light, recognizing where your light source is coming from, what you're trying to light, and use it to your advantage. And what would your third tip be? A third tip. Third tip for people who don't have access to photographers that want to make better pictures. Um, don't overthink it too much. No, don't stress yourself out. It's really, it should be fun. People are always trying to and, do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and it's good to look at work and say, do I like what this person does? I like what this person does. And it's inspiration, but not duplication is the biggest thing that you want to do. So Inspiration, getting, not duplication. Not duplication, because people will, like, this is, like, if, have to if, make a client, exactly. if a client came to me and they showed me, this is the work we want to do. If I shot that exactly like, <laughs> they'd be like, you don't want to do that. If they're showing you like, hey, we want to do this, but we hired you because we like your work. Mm -hmm. So take inspiration, put your spin on it, do it how you want to do. Then start to create a body of work, a series of images. And that's a key word there, series. Start to shoot things similarly. You know, tell stories, you know, and then create like a portfolio that flows. So if you start right. photographing people like in this one field by your house or that's next to your salon for people that are in, that have a field, like, mm -hmm. not in the cities <laughs> we're in, but that would be amazing, you know? And you started doing that and you like, if you put subject after subject into the same location, but all these people are different, that could be a really cool series. There's so Absolutely. many things you can do. So... Yeah. There's this really good book that we tell our students to read all the time, and it's from Austin Cleon, and it's called Steal Like an Artist. And he's basically saying that everything is a copy of a copy of a copy, but because we are not the original artist, it's never mm -hmm. going to look exactly the same. It's like when someone exactly. comes in and says, give me Jennifer Aniston's hair, and then it doesn't look exactly like the picture, it's never going to be. You know, no one's going to look like Jennifer Aniston except for Jennifer Aniston. You and know? she barely looks like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Looks I'm sure they're not coming in and asking for Jennifer Aniston's face. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's like, what you are doing. And I'm sure you, you get that all the time when they give I you like inspiration photos. You're yeah. like, mm. it is, it's, those things are. That's so not important. the shape. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. I love that you said that because it, it is like telling a story and making a copy, using it as inspiration rather than duplicating mm -hmm. it. And like, mm -hmm. you know, like my thing is, I love to use my client selfies, or I love to take them outside, and I love that movement. Like, you know, Caleb kind of like he, he does more cutting, so he washes it out, but everything's the same filter. So it's keeping that like consistency mm -hmm. is what people love versus exactly right. you know yeah. not consistency is is so key because when they come to you they would want you to produce that for them where if your work's all over the place they right. don't know what they're going to get yeah. so what is your so we do this thing where we usually when we usually have people in the hair industry on the show yeah. Um, but you are in the hair industry in a sense. So, uh -huh. what we love to hear horror stories, and we love to hear what you love about the hair industry and what you hate about the hair industry. And we use the word hate because we really like to dig deep. In or there. just in our industry. Yeah. But I think, like, I think it'd be interesting to hear what he thinks about the hair industry yeah. as an <laughs> outsider, kind of. But what are some crazy stories you've had with hairdressers on set? And you cannot use Sid and I as examples. <laughs> okay, I <well, okay. laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Just one that jumps out to me. There's this <laughs> model. <laughs> and the hairstylist had this great idea. She wanted to make this hair like really big. Just tease the crap out of this girl's hair. Like, back home, back home, back home, back home. You like that I even know this? Yeah. How she was still trying to get this out, you know? <laughs> oh my god. Like, so, I mean. It's not a proper document. No, I mean, <laughs> and then I worked with this model later on, and she told this new hairstylist, like, no backcombing, please. Like, she's got a complex about <laughs> it. Course. So there's things that can, go, that can go wrong. I mean, the photos were really cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. But um, I'm trying to think of what else would be looking at worst and best. We're big worst, fans of hidden um, secrets. Like, if we want volume, we just, like, part it and push it and hold it with clips. Versus, you know, because the back's not being shot. Exactly so, like, right. why do all this horrible things to the hair when we could fake it? Yeah. All right, so we're talking about the worst things. We talked about, you know, how that related to the hairstylist and hair industry. But I'll tell you about one of the worst photo shoots I've done, and I hope my client doesn't. I can't wait. This. And I don't know that. No names. No, no names, but it's a very specific like genre. Like this is a, this is a photo shoot I did what earlier I... in my career. You know, those jobs that you take that you want, you need the money. But it's one of those jobs where you're like, please don't tell Kayla anybody that I did this. <laughs> That's not that bad. Now everyone's gonna fucking Google. Money. Now everyone's gonna Google that, and they're gonna be like, we didn't find anything. But there are a lot of Caleb porn stars. Oh, I bet there are. Very strange. Very okay, strange. back to you. Back to you. So I'm gonna tell you about this very fun fashion advertising shoot that I did. That's worse. It won't tell you about our one makes wonderful clothes for you and your doll. Stop. Matching clothes. No. <laughs> this is in Florida, right? This is real. But this in is Florida. a real thing. This is Tampa, Florida. Matching Tampa, Florida. Damn it, this is, see, it's giving too, <laughs> too, too many details. I mean, the matching details. dog clothes, I think I could Google and find yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, like five you and seconds. your dog in matching pajamas. I've bought nine things already. So, for all <laughs> these already ordered. single women out there that buy this brand. <laughs> New Yorkers listen to, so single I men. shot that. And that is a thing that I did all in my portfolio. Wait, do you have photos of this? Oh, yeah, I have We're going to look at them later They're tonight. They're not in my portfolio. But we're looking no. at them later but tonight. You got Oh, I got paid. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So that is something I will say. So turning a worse into the best. So show the work you want to be hired to do. Doesn't mean you can't take other jobs. You just don't have to share every exactly. job that you do. You should feel shame and hide it. <laughs> kind of, yes. Kind I've taken jobs that I've it's, never put on my portfolio. And it was of course. Well, now I'm thinking about, do you remember when we did that fashion show? Now this is. Oh, okay. on your birthday? On my birthday. Was it in Florida? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we so Sid and I showed up at this fashion show where they we were promised so much. They were they promised us so much. They were they weren't the worst. No. But we were what they naive. what they promised was not true. And it Sid was and I, your birthday. It was what our, did they promise? Well, they were like you're gonna be on T V and you're gonna be you're gonna be in this It was for the, a charity event. Oh yes. And it was my it was it was something from Miami. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. Something, something, something. So we did this event. And we get there, and Sid and I are the only white people. Yep. Okay. And we are expected to do ethnic hair, which is totally fine, and yeah. we can do it. But a lot of the women... It was like 50 girls versus me, Kayla. Yeah. But a lot and of the women... done in like... A lot of the women would look at us and be like, you don't know how to fucking do my hair. We were rocking like, extensions. We were, do, we were gluing. Yes. We were like, People were shocked. They, 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 they saw them still follow us and like comment on ourselves. Like they... 
Love that. But it was what it was the most crazy experience because of like You were so tired. I think it's interesting and I don't know if this is in the in the photography world, but it was interesting like culturally, like what they assumed we were not able to do. Mm-hmm. And it was really like and and there was a barrier that we had to kind of break through it. And it wasn't the worst experience. It was just such an interesting hair is hair in New York City you would never if a black girl sat in your chair or a white girl sat in your chair or a black guy or a white guy nobody would think for a second that you don't know what you're doing yeah. but when you're in Florida and you're you know people make that assumption it was very yeah. interesting it was but obviously really- somebody that hired you knew you could handle this but where what I would say is that comes down to asking questions absolutely so and that's the biggest thing on, on jobs a lot of time I've got myself yes yeah, so you're like I'm gonna be on TV this yeah. is great <laughs> I've done it too. Somebody tells you something, you get some vague answers. I show up with like minimal equipment knowing, oh, this is a huge production. (laughs) So the fact that you guys were able to pull that off is a testament to you. And so that comes down to asking questions beforehand, knowing a lot of times that the promises that people make, eh, it's PR. Yeah. And so I do love that aspect with the, Hey, I, I still get that. Hey, Brian, we'd love to work with you. You're going to get a lot of exposure. You know? <laughs> it's, we're not going to do get, that for us this time. We're not going to pay you next time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, do your research. And I, you know, oh, in New York, the new thing is we'll, we'll give you, you, if you do this job, we'll give you, we'll get you about 10,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, like, that's payment now. Yeah. Okay. It's a click farm or is that real? I don't know. <laughs> we never really do anything for free and we're big on that, but. We don't do things on free for free all the time. I will do things for free if it is worth it for me. If I'm going to get something spiritual out of it, or if I'm going to get something like creative out of it, if I'm so stoked on their mission and their vision of what we're doing, or even just a beautiful photo out of it, yeah, like but it's then rare. it's worth me, worth it for me. But people are always like, take every job, and it's just like, no, you're going to burn. I out. have learned living. New York has done that. New York that has been the best teacher about what to do, what not to do what to say yes to, what to say no to. And Brian came here and we, we had this little, like, he was like, I need, I want to like do outside locations. And I'm like, I don't want to do outside locations. And I realized like, it's not that it's, it's just kind of funny because it's like, when you live here, it's all you see yeah. and you become like numb to it. And you have to yeah. decide like, well, cause everything's for the tourists. So it's always, yeah, it's such a weird thing. And so you're like, put me in a studio and you work in a studio all day. Studio. And you're like, put me outside. Like, why would I come to New York to shoot something inside in a studio <laughs> that I could have shot in my studio? In yeah, exactly. So yeah, I could tag New York city. Like, did you really shoot that in New York city or did you shoot it in your studio? So, and it doesn't necessarily, I'm not, I don't come to a city to be like, all right, we're going to go get the Empire State Building in the background. We're going to get the. No, but I, but let me just tell you from seeing your, but seeing your, seeing your snaps, the snap chat story of Bushwick. Now I get why, why photographers can go outside and they can take an environment and they can make it not what I'm thinking. I think he'll make it different. But do you know what I'm talking about? When we get too much outside, and you can it's let like, them know what we're talking about too. It's at Brian James photo. Holla <laughs> <laughs> shout out. On so yes, on Instagram, on both. both, all the grams so, and chats. Yeah, so taking taking jobs that are unpaid jobs, the talent has to be there. That's the biggest thing. If it's an opportunity, like I want to work with this team because this is an incredible team, and we're all going to do something great together. That's where that works. Brian, you and have to even with a charity, <laughs> sometimes that is a wonderful thing. And 
But in the end, is that something that benefits you? How many people there are going to know? Are they going to give them a shout out to, hey, you know, Caleb has did our hair today, like destroy the hairdresser. Maybe if they do that and there's a big crowd, maybe that works. Do you get clients from that? What's mm -hmm. what's the demographic there? Are they what people are that are in your target market at all? So that's that's where you look at it. Sometimes so, people put together these shoots that aren't in our realm, mm -hmm. and they don't realize how much work it takes and how exhausting. Like, you know, you're sitting there for eight, twelve hours, and just like you're trying to get like one, two, three, four good shots exactly. that you're really. And even use. if I'm not doing hair constantly, I'm just sitting there ready. It's almost like you're ready. waiting to hear the gunshot for a sprint. Like you're just standing there, like waiting to make your next move so that you can fix a hair or do it. Yeah. Something's out of place. The worst feeling ever is when a photographer says, "Where's hair?" Oh, yeah. The worst. And you're right, right there. And you're right there, and yeah. you just like how did I not see it? To not only yourself. that, not only that, but that person doesn't know my name. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. awful. It comes down to team working with a good team. But there's also, a, but there's you. also stepping up and saying, "Did you introduce yourself, photographer? Yeah. Exactly did you right. take? Did you take the initiative to make yourself important?" I'm not yeah. afraid to stop, stop shooting. I gotta fix this because that shot is just as important to me as it is photographer as it yeah. is to the brand. And I think there's a shyness there. And as a photographer, when when someone from the team says, "Let me jump in," do you prefer if they? tell you and let you keep shooting and then you let them go in or do you prefer people just jump in when it's time? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really It's matters. different yes, for every it does. It, it matters. Sometimes if I'm in this like mode and yeah, maybe the hair is falling out of place, it's not something that you like, but maybe it really works with the it's story and it shows movement or it shows With you, I would something. say, Brian, I want to fix that piece. And yes, you, of you'd course. Probably say, yes, and that's it. always the way that I would handle it. Like, hey, do you want me to fix that? As long as you're being attentive and just being vocal. Yeah. That's, that's because great. I've also watched hair. I've been on shoots. So some, well, they're texting all the time. Well, sometimes I've been on shoots with like, like so we did a shoot with Josh for Hollywood Reporter, and there was me with Josh, and there was like other people with like their people, like Danny DeVito's people, little little Danny, and like all these people, and like I'm a lot like I'm I'm old school. I'm like I'm not gonna jump in until I'm asked to change something, but a lot of other people. They'll just walk in front of the camera, and they're they're gonna fix something because, and there's two things going on when you have a high end client like that. Okay. You know what they want to look like, yes. And the photographer might not. Even if the photographer's like, "Oh, I'm into it," when you have a high profile client, and you're like, you, you may be it. into it, but they're not gonna, they're not into it. Yeah. My job you're is like, to make gonna hate this picture. Yeah, I gotta, fix, I gotta fix <laughs> and I'm gonna get right fired. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's interesting when you start working in like different realms of hair. Like I've had to learn what that even means. Like I've learned that like my clients in that realm kind of like look at me like if I look like shit you're done and the photographer likes it you, this is you <laughs> and it's it gets it gets to a different level I think it's different, different versus celebrity versus fashion you know like cause oh no like, absolutely it's, it's like but, it, but I think if we're talking to all people celebrity though they he's built right, a brand you know, this is my look this is what I look like and you better keep it looking just like that constantly but that does come down to the photographer as well they have to know that as well yeah so there is a yeah there's an understanding and I will say, every time I've done, when I do editorial, the photographer is less, involves me less. But when I do celebrity, the photographer shows me the photos more. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, is this person going to like, we know that you'll know if, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's different. But it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Absolutely. Every situation is different. Every team is a little bit different. Yeah. So yeah. We have no advice for you except for everybody. <laughs> you know what? Just figure it out. Do it yourself. A little bit differently. <laughs> That's why you'll see in a lot of these big campaigns for big fashion brands, you can look up a good resource, models.com. You can pull up, you know, a brand. Hey, Prada, let's see what they've been shooting. 
Look at the photographer they've been hiring. All the credits will be there. Yeah. Style, wardrobe styling will be there. Hair, makeup will be seen there. Look at the previous campaign. Who's on that again? A lot of times, the same people, same vibe. They know what they're doing. They're hiring the same people over and over again because they it's know how to work together. So building teams is also huge. if for anyone out there that's like they don't know photographers, or they don't know hairdressers, or they don't know makeup artists. Because I came to New York not knowing, or yeah, I didn't even know who fashion designers. I knew the names. I didn't know who everyone was. Going to a magazine and looking at the credits, huge. and just educating yourself, reaching out these people that are in the credits it's a big that's what i did for the first year of new york i would read like id and w magazine open vogue find out who's shooting what's the makeup artist who's the hairstylist follow them instagram them if you're behind in any way you're not you have to know everything you have to know everything you have to know who Everyone is, and I think it's true about photography. You have to know everything. Who's who is top hairdresser? Who's top makeup artist? What's their work? Top it, models. Top models. Hard, yeah. Yeah. Um, creative directors. I mean, creative directors are one of the. the if you can get on the good side of a creative director, you've. Oh, I did a you've made it. Shoot, and some of the models were really famous, and I had no idea who they were. Society. Yeah. <laughs> but you better believe I literally like as soon as they introduced me I was like hi Google what did it do you like, have to just Good. know like who they were and like Good. where they were coming from before like I did anything to their hair because I was just like I have no idea who these people are like people these people are like I have to figure that out mm-hmm. And as soon as you get a call sheet from somebody, you should do oh, a little bit of research absolutely. about everybody. I love a good call sheet. And a good mood call board. sheet. What's a call sheet for those that don't know? Call sheet would be before a shoot, we're showing who Who's is going to be on set, what time they're going to be there, what's the address, what everybody's bringing, all of that. That's a very important Contact thing. info. Contact info for everybody in case somebody, something's going on during their transportation, <laughs> call somebody. Because something's I'm, always I'm going on. I'm downstairs, I'm downstairs, the door's locked, yeah. and yeah. you don't have a phone number. There's no key You're to get in. You're just down there, you know? So yes, call sheet is very important to have, so... And the mood board, like you said. Mood board. Very important. And everybody kind of goes in, shows up on set, knowing where we're going. Then we will The amount the of prep board. that goes into shoots and shows and it's movies, exhausting. it's so important. It's exhausting, but like it makes life so much easier when you're working. And I think the one thing that I've learned is that know what is knowing know what your job is mm-hmm. and know what your job is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've done a lot of things that my job are not is not, and it d- does not come back very nicely. I was on a shoot with one of my friends who is an, a personal assistant, and she felt that the client we were working with had something on his suit, so she wanted to borrow the lint roller from the stylist for someone else <laughs> to go and clean off our client's jacket. And I was like, you cannot ask this. You cannot ask that person for the lint roller. And she was like, why? She's like, why not? Like, I just, I just need a lint roller. And she goes, and she goes over it. And she's like, may I borrow your lint roller to, you know, take this off someone's suit jacket? And the person looked at her like, I'll do it. And like walked <laughs> over with her just to do that. this thing. And I was like, I told your ass <laughs> to just not ask them. and just be like, could you go do this? You have to know what your job is and what it isn't. That's true. Because people don't like feeling like like this is their job, you know? I've learned a lot about that. And I think it's 
I don't know if it's as important when you're doing smaller things, but like if you want to be really professional and you want to grow and you want to do those things, like you have these little tiny fucking nuances that like no one really thinks about. I think they're really important. So it still is important to like even on a smaller shoot, a little mood board, a plan ahead yes, of time. Absolutely, you yeah. Just show up on set and be like, oh, what clothes did you did bring? Did we have a mood board? What when we did that? What do you want to do? Yeah, we yeah, had do it we a had little bit. Yeah, of course. Suggested. Oh my god, and that was she a hated beauty. us because she doesn't do all black. Yeah. And we made her do all black. But I'm sorry, but so the perfect. clothes were gorgeous. No, but it wasn't Sandra her Hague. thing. She didn't she want the She is amazing. She's her clothes amazing. were amazing. Well, she's more... It was dark, but it was beautiful yeah. lifestyle, and glamour. We like straight up We cult. shot edgy cult. It was cult. It wasn't that name of her yeah. 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 So it was to- totally different from her vibe. So but her were, clothes look beautiful. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But I understand why she didn't want her name on it either. I'm learning a lot about that Just too. showing up on set, if we go back there, showing up on set with a plan, have an idea of wardrobe, having some inspiration photos is a huge thing for everybody to be on the same page. When I shoot for like a big campaign, they will basically, we will have done location scouting days before we've met with the wardrobe stylist. We, we've photographed the models in the outfits already beforehand. So then we have basically, here's the location with Natalie wearing this outfit these shoes at this location, okay? And then we move on, boom, 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 all the way down the line until we're done. Everybody's now, there. Now, that doesn't say that she's going to pose like this and do exactly this, but we know this outfit in this location, you know, this outfit in this location. So and then you have your inspiration picks to show an overall mood and attitude of the shoot. So, yeah, and even if you're doing just a small shoot with friends, if you treat it like it's a big shoot, It'll that's come out awesome. That way. And I was told that advice many years ago. You may not get your dream assignment, so assign it yourself. Go do it yourself. Oh, that's good. Go do it. Because if that's the work you want to do, do it, do it yourself. you can have that on your portfolio and no one would know the difference yeah. between what you see. So. Yeah, exactly. What do you, really, we've, we have so much content. What are we on? What number? 42. Oh, wow. So, um, we ask this question, I, I, I don't want to ask it about the photography industry. I really want to uh-huh. ask about the hair industry because that's our audience. Yeah. You've worked in the hair industry for years. You've worked with hairdressers. What do you love about our industry? Like that, what is, what is the thing you like? Like when you look at hairdressers, or you look at just hair in general, what is it that you admire? What is it that really turns you on about it? What, like what? I think well, the coolest that. thing about the hair industry from somebody who shoots fashion all day every day, right? I'm, I'm shooting for brands that are showing off clothes, outfits, shoes. You wear that one day and you change your outfit the next day. You guys are creating hair and it's basically something somebody wears all day, every day. It's an accessory that they have on them all the time. And I think that is amazing. So it's a way for somebody to present who they are, Brian, show something about Brian. themselves. Brian. No, that's so true. <laughs> hairstyle says, this is who I am as a person. It gives you individuality. You get to express yourself. We wouldn't be able to express And Brian has, shaved, Brian has shaved off all of his hair. Yeah, the buzz cut. I, cut myself <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's your thing. It's easy and clean. And what do you, when you look, and this is the harder question, but okay. it's always the juicier question. Okay. People really love this question. We get a lot of emails about They're it. They're like, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> what do you hate about the hair industry? Do I hate about the hair industry? And you feel free to go back to your hairstyles that I hate, but uh, <laughs> there's, 
Like, and you know, and I, and I, and I would like you to come from, you worked for a really big brand. And you worked for you, hair stylists. And it's not about a beta, but was there anything you've experienced where you saw as hair where you're just like, this isn't cool? Difficult clients? I would have to say that. I mean, okay. you can do an amazing job for someone, but they just aren't happy with themselves and they're not going to be happy with you. That's That has to be so hard for a hairstylist. That, I think, would be the hardest thing. Do you think it's scarier as a photographer or a hairdresser? Because you both experience the same um, thing. I think it's a, I think a hairstylist. Because a photograph, we can do that again. Right. For the most part, unless it's some crazy time event yeah. or something. Or if it's somebody's wedding. Oh, that comes down to hair too. <laughs> about that. You that one hair thing you You better have a good contract that says they can't sue because people have. People so are that is crazy. good advice. You get a contract for your shoes and wedding hair. You know, because yeah, because somebody has to leave there with their hair and feel confident about themselves going out into the world. And I won't I do weddings that, unless I'm friends with the bride that I can stay there all night to make sure it looks good because I just don't want to be a part of that. It's a stressful situation. Yeah. <laughs> stressful thing. That's why photographers and everybody wants to say, "Did you say a wedding?" All right, this is the price. It always comes a little more. Yeah. It comes a little more stress. Gonna get a few more grays. The secret so. is to feed them liquor as you're doing their hair. Like that's <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Like you gotta you have down to, the aisle. Though. You have to like, and that's <laughs> what happens in the aisle is not my job. She's ripping it out. Just be like, I just want to be free. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's party. That's fine. Because I did my job. But yeah, no. Alcohol helps. Like, kind of like it's helped tonight with all three of us. <laughs> with the wine that we've been drinking. Podcast. We've been drinking wine for... So, again, yeah. just give them a shout out. How can they follow you? How can they contact you? How can they sing your praise? How can they stalk you and fall in love with also, you? Also, please do? do not hesitate to reach out to him. He's one of our greatest friends, our oldest friends. So Thank you, guys. Please. And we reached out to you in a drunken state. You guys did. We did. Oh, come visit. We like, were, you know, know, you can come stay. We were reminiscing because we were so happy with our lives. And we, we were like, so who's like, a part of this? We were just like, oh my God, like we would not be anywhere if we didn't have Brian do that first shoot with us. And he was so great No, it's, but it's serious. It's and it was true. so like a, a great moment for us. And like it brought us together and it, you know, yeah. we, and so we drunkenly called Brian, which was like, come visit us. In my head, it was so much more romantic. It was like a year ago. No, it was only a few months ago. I swear it was April. It was March or April. It was absolutely not. Oh, it was? It was like January. It was when I was going I was going to London and Paris. So it was March. It was oh, March so then. around my birthday. It was probably your birthday. It was probably my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like you left it like this. All right. The ball's in your court. And we just did. Let me know. And then I did. I just like, I don't know. Come on, later, I booked a flight. I'm like, hey, I'm coming. These are the dates. I'll be there. And we're like, and okay. here I am. Absolutely. Here I am. And there's the mat, the air mattress in the corner. <laughs> Caleb said he's it like, just arrived he's today. Coming. We need to get him a mattress because we drunkenly <laughs> told him to come. And now he's here. I was like, bring him. Like, but like, you have your own room. That's yes. like, that's hey, like, who in New York City has an extra room? You guys are awesome. <laughs> so thank you for that. Four bedroom apartment. How is we have a four-bedroom apartment. We can't afford it. <laughs> With only two people already. So are we putting out an ad here for roommates? <laughs> <laughs> we don't question how we're staying afloat. We just yeah. stay afloat. So simple to find me. I'm Brian James. My website is brianjamesgallery.com. Everything social media is Brian James Photo. If you want to say hi, say hi. If you have any questions, 
about how to reach out to a photographer you've wanted to or if you're a photographer out there and you have any questions. I love sharing information because information is out there. No, and I just single. love to talk to people. I am. Yes. He is single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find that right one. I heard you were single and like, I'm totally the right one. Would oh, you date a hairdresser? Oh, God. I had, yes. And what was that so like? My longest relationship was with the hairstylist. It was actually very good. We created some amazing work together. She was an awesome person. Yeah. Let's give her a shout out. <laughs> yes. No, yes. So, yeah, hairstylists are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Hairstylists are great. I work. Oh, my God. He's going to have such a fan. You know what's oh my, like, I, really, because I think in the hair industry, we don't survive without the other. Yeah. Photographers, hairdressers. Silas. Uh, I wouldn't have like, any of the artists, ones that I do. Of like, none yeah. of it exists without the other. You can't have it. I've watched people try to do photo shoots without hair, and it's, like, very no. clear yeah. that you didn't no. use hair. You we know? didn't need it. And they're, like, yeah. telling her to put her hair in a ponytail. And, and she's out. like... <laughs> <laughs> and this will go out. Yeah, if you reach out to an agency, and you're like, hey, I want to do this shoot, like, as a photographer. And they're like, oh, is there hair and makeup? It's always a question. Yeah. And then if you're like, no, I just want to do a test shoot, they're going to send me... They're not going to send you a girl, which she's got to do her own work. and They just know it's not going to be the same. So your guys' role is huge on the pictures. I think it's important for people to hear that because I think sometimes we don't. Because hair becomes so easy to us Mm -hmm. that we don't find it necessary. And then just watch a shoot where there's no hair and you'll quickly see that it's... Quickly see. And it takes some people a few times to realize that. And... As a photographer, some photographers are scared to be like, hey, maybe I don't have a big budget for this. They're scared to reach out to a hairstylist. You don't want to insult anybody. But a lot of times if the team, like we go back, the team is great. The idea is great. It's something that could benefit either people's portfolio. Absolutely. do it. And if as a hairstylist, if you're a little nervous, like, hey, you've got a, you've got a model. That's a, you've got a friend that's a model that you want to shoot but you're a little afraid to reach out, just do it. Just ask, hey, this is the girl I've got. This is some of the ideas that I have. Present it. Put it out there. See what happens. Yeah. And I'm that's actually in the works. middle of that right now with someone. That's great. And it is it is awkward. You're like, are they going to like my idea? It's always that. You know? Why not? And if they don't like, present it to somebody else. Right. Present it to somebody else. And then start finding those people that you like working with, that you enjoy being around. You build friendships and relationships, and that's what this industry is. That's all it is. If you're not building relationships, you're losing relationships. Boom. Ooh. Boom. Truth bomb. You're not building, so you're losing. It. If you're not building, you're losing. That's all we're saying. So build, everybody. Go build. This has been amazing. Thanks for being on Bleached. I kind of feel like this might be my favorite podcast because it's so out. It's a little more outside of what we talk about, and I think it's beneficial. Yeah. And I'm honored to be your first photographer. That's really cool, you guys. So thank you for having me. And let's enjoy this week, and let's create some work this weekend. All right. Good to see that. So you can follow Brian at Brian James Photo on all the social medias. (laughs) We've said that so many times. But just in case you didn't get it, it's Brian James. <laughs> photo. At Brian James. Photo. <laughs> and if you have any questions for us, you can email us info at destroythehairdresser.com. And you can follow us at in <laughs> you can follow us at destroythehairdresser.com if you want to hang out with us. If you're interested in private career coaching, you can reach out to us as well. And speaking of private career coaching, we, we are actually doing a free webinar on August 6th, this Sunday. Uh, so you only have two days to sign up. Sign up online. You can find the link on our Instagram. It's in the bio. And yeah, we hope to see you guys. Free there. webinar. How to build your business. Make more money. Everybody wants that. Destroy the address. <laughs>
Have a good night. Bye. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com. Thank you.